0: That piece of art has since appreciated tremendously in value, probably a hundred times. In fact, I even found out that that photograph is now hanging in MoMA. All the art that I've ever bought have been appreciated tremendously in value. And I've only bought, you know, things that I thought were, you know, real investment pieces. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified
1: financial planner, Bobby Rebell, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, financial grown ups, and happy new year. We are coming up on 2019, and it's hard to believe that it has been just about a year since we launched Financial Grown-Up. We piloted the show, tested out a few different versions with David Bach back in January of 2018. He was a good sport. And then we continued on with new episodes, starting with Kevin O'Leary in February. Special thanks to my co-pilot for all of this, Steve Stewart, who is officially the editor, but really the co-creator and co-producer of Financial Grown-Up. He does an incredible job on this podcast and many others that he sort of, I would say, mentors many of us relatively new podcasters. So special thanks this New Year's to Steve Stewart from me and probably so many other people. All right, let's talk about this episode because it is about Tina Sharkey. She is the CEO of Brandless, and she believes in celebrating big events on your own terms, and that can mean whatever you want it to mean. So it doesn't have to be a big party. So if you are keeping it cozy this New Year's Eve, you're in good company. For those of you who don't know who Tina Sharkey is, you probably do know the company that Tina Sharkey heads up because it has been one of the most buzzed-about brands out there in 2018. Brandless, so named because they take out what they call the brand tax. They sell everything for just $3. So they are major retail disruptors. Not such a surprise to see disruption though, given the amazing innovation that Tina Sharkey has brought to so many other projects that she has headed. For example, she co-founded the women's media site, iVillage, and also headed up Baby Center. Amazing episode, great encore, heading into the new year. Here is Tina Sharkey. Tita Sharkey, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so psyched to be here. Thank you for having me. You are the head of one of my favorite new companies, Brandless, named you have so many accolades, at age startup of the year, fast company, most innovative company of the year. I mean, we could basically spend the whole podcast talking about how loved your new company is. Tell us a little bit about what makes brandless so special.
0: Well, I think it's just starting with the name. I think the name definitely catches people off guard because they think, wait, are you anti brand? Why are you not a brand? And I'm like, wait a second, we are unapologetically a brand. Uh, We're just reimagining what it means to be one, one that's built in total collaboration with the community that we serve. One that's core belief system is about scaling kindness. One that's all about truth." And trust and transparency, and most importantly, we're hoping people will live more and brand less. At Brandless, you know, everything that we make at Brandless.com is non-GMO food, mostly organic, vegan, gluten-free, clean beauty, EPA Safe for Choice Certified Cleaning, and everything that we sell at Brandless is $3. Even in our first 10 months of life, we feel like we're really making a dent in democratizing access to better stuff at fair prices. And we live by the belief system that who says better needs to cost more, and we want to make better everything for everyone. So that's what we do at Brandless.com, and um, we're having a great time doing it.
1: I can't believe it's only been 10 months. I feel like it's also already changed our culture so much. All right, so speaking of culture, art. Let's talk about art, because that has to do with
0: your money story. It does. Well, I am not an artist, but I definitely see the world in pictures. There's an expression in French called coup de foudre, and coup de foudre means struck by lightning. But the French interpretation of that is like love at first sight. So when you say to someone in French, like I had a coup de foudre, it means you fell in love with someone at first sight. And that's how I've always uh, admired art and loved art and found art was that I admire a lot of art. But there's times when it's like a coup de foudre where I feel like, oh, my goodness, that is like needs to be in my life. Because at the end of the day, you don't ever really own art. You just take care of it uh, while you get to have it because it should withstand the test of time. And so I've been collecting art with every, you know, saved penny, nickel and dime um, since I'm a teenager.
1: And you wanted to share the story of your first big piece of art,
0: which you got because you were actually, your, your mom was going to throw a party for you. Tell us the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, when I was turning 30, uh, my mom wanted to make a special party for me. I said, um, you know what, mom, that's so kind and generous of you. I love that. But what I really want is I have my eye on this piece of art and there's no way I can afford it. So if you wouldn't mind, maybe we could just do a small like family dinner or something and whatever, you know, budget that you were going to spend on the party. If you would help me towards this piece of art, then it would be something that I could have forever. And it was actually a photograph of a walking birthday cake. It's like a giant, giant birthday cake on legs um, by the artist Lori Simmons. So it's like a birthday present, because I'll have my birthday every day by looking at this photograph. Oh, my gosh, I love it. That was many years ago. And that piece of art has since, you know, probably a 100 times in value. In fact, I even found out that that photograph is now hanging in MoMA.
1: Wow. And so it's something that you love. And it ended up being an investment as well.
0: Yes, all the art that I've ever bought, not that I've sold any. Actually, that's not true. I think I've sold two pieces, but all the art that I've ever bought have been appreciated tremendously in value. And I've only bought, you know, things that I thought were, you know, real investment pieces.
1: So do you approach art as an investment first or purely from love? Or do they naturally go hand in hand with you?
0: Well, they actually, I think it's that coup de foudre, right? You know, it's like, first, it's about love and really, really feeling like, oh my goodness, like I can't sleep. Like art, you don't buy like shoes or clothes. It's not something you just make an instant decision on. It's something that's considered because you have to live with it for the rest of your life. So, or, you know, that's the idea. And so uh, when I first see it and then I think about it, I think about how I would live with it. Where would it be? How would it be part of my own family legacy, my own family history? And that particular one, the story is even deeper in that My son was late in his verbal skills. Uh, He was sort of a running toddler before he was really forming sentences. But the only two words that he had were happy birthday. Happy birthday meant everything at that time. And so this photograph had so much meaning to me because it was a picture of a birthday cake. Charlie was saying happy birthday all the time. And my mom gave me the money that she was going to spend on my birthday party. And I put this photograph in my will to give to my son because it it always reminded me of that his first two words were happy birthday. So what is
1: the takeaway for the listeners? How can they
0: apply this to their own lives? Well, I think the way to apply to your own life, it's not not everybody loves art. Not everybody wants to invest in art. Not everybody has the home or the walls or wants to be, you know, in that way. But thinking about, you know, when there is a milestone in your life that you want to commemorate, how can you use that milestone to really do something that's that either is an experience or something that you can both love and express your joy, but also um, have something that can withstand the test of time, not just be, you know, like if you're going to have that great bottle of champagne or whatever it is, do you really want that? Or would you like something that you can like have forever or for a longer period of time? So thinking about milestones and passion, but also investments and time, because those things can stand withstand the test of time. And so taking that longer term view and commemorating those milestones with savings or with opportunities or with crowdsourcing a gift, rather than having everybody get you something small, maybe you put it in a pool together to invest in something that's really going to be something that you're going to have for a long, long time to come.
1: What a great idea. You also have a great idea that I totally buy into for your money tip that you're going to share.
0: Oh, so this is great. So my grandmother, we called her the goddess of goodness, and she was seriously the nicest person you've ever met in your whole life, but she did not believe in paying um, retail. And so wherever she went, it didn't matter whether it was the finest you know, boutique on Madison Avenue or TJ Maxx or you know Target. She would always say, is this in line for a reduction? And I swear to you, nine out of 10 times, she would always get like a 10% discount or they said, Oh, we have a sale coming up. Why don't we'll give you the sale price now, or we'll let you know when this goes on sale, or you know what, we're happy to get that, you know, given that you're buying two things, we'll give you the second one at a discount. So the money tip there is never be afraid to ask. There is no harm in asking. And likely there is a discount to be had. Now, one of the tips that my grandmother didn't know that I now use, which is very much in line with that, is that many physical retail stores also have catalogs or also have websites. And often when you sign up at their websites, they'll say, if you sign up and give us your email address, we'll give you 10% off or something like that. So you can say to them in the retail store, do you offer that discount upon signing up for your email on your website? And if they say yes, then you can often say, would you mind applying that discount um, if I do that here right now? And they often will give you that right there at the retail store. So smart. So another way to save
1: money is something happening at Brandless right now. So you have exciting stuff coming up. Tell us.
0: We do. We do. Um, Just less than a year into our life, we are just recently rolling out our referral program. If you have an account on Brandless, which costs nothing to set up, and you share Brandless with friends in the uh, discrete code that you can get in your account page, you can give a friend a $6 credit towards building their Brandless box. And when they use it, you get a $6 credit to building your next Brandless box. So that referral, when you think about all the people in your network, and the fact that everyone deserves to have better, and everyone deserves to have that at fair prices, you can give them a running start. And for every friend that uses it, that gives you more Brandless dollars to use towards your Brandless box.
1: Basically, free bunny. So thank you, Tina. Tell us more about where people can find out more about you and, of course,
0: about Brandless.com, but also you. Oh, well, if you want to find out about me, you can follow me on Twitter at Tina Sharkey. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Tina Sharkey. You can follow me on Facebook. But I would say the most important thing, because it's not about me, is really to go to Brandless.com and tell us about you join our communities at brandless on facebook join our community and follow us at brandless life on instagram because it's not about us it's really about you and we want to highlight and spotlight and share the incredible stories of the awesome people in our community so if you have recipes you want to share if you have stories you want to share if there's a favorite brandless product that you love or if there's a product you'd like to see that you think should be brandless let us know
1: all great. And I cannot recommend the website highly enough. It's very interactive. There's so much great content there. You will end up enjoying yourself spending lots of time there and time well spent. So thank you so much, Tina Sharkey. This has been wonderful. Thanks, Bobby. Have the best day. Hey, friends, that interview left me feeling pretty empowered as a consumer and excited about the changes happening in the retail landscape. But here's my take on what Tina had to say about her experiences. Financial grown-up tip number one, we all have so many well-intentioned gifts that are things we just don't want. The gift giver was really sincere, and we don't want to return them or re-gift them for, of course, a lot of reasons. Mainly, you just feel bad about it. You feel ungrateful, but you don't want it. And then it sits in your house forever. The truth is when I give a gift, and I think when most people give gifts, they want it to be something that the receiver really wants. We don't want to miss the mark. So sometimes it pays to be a little bit creative. And this is just one idea. It can be tricky, but something to think about. One of my favorite presents ever is a very special Judith Ripka ring that my husband got for me when we were first dating. And he was the one that picked it out. He went to the store. He made the choice. It was on him. However, that was after one of my friends discreetly let him know the kinds of things that I would really like. So he had some guidance. And because of that, he was able to get something that I just absolutely love. And it's just perfect. Tina's mom was going to spend a whole lot of money on a party that, frankly, Tina just wasn't that into. What a waste of money that would have been. Thankfully, Tina spoke up. And in the end, she was able to get a piece of art that she loved. And it reminds her of her mother. It reminds her of that birthday. It has wonderful associations. It even is multi-generational now because of the way that her son has interacted with it. And even though she doesn't plan to sell it, the reality is she could. And she says it's gone up maybe a 100 times in value, so it was also a good investment. And of course, had she had the party, the money would have gone poof for something, again, she didn't really want. Financial grown-up tip number two, rethink how much you're paying just to buy brand names. While well, Tina, of course, does have an interest in pointing this out, it is totally true and worth talking about that many of us mindlessly Buy brand names. Think of things like medication, where we have reservations about buying the generic version, which by law literally has to have the same ingredients. And yet we, myself included, find ourselves often paying up for brand names, especially everyday household goods. We love our brands, but just like Tina redirected her birthday party money, maybe think about it this way. If you redirect the money that you would save by avoiding paying the brand tax and add that all up, think about what you could now afford. And just a reminder, I'll always tell you if I have any affiliation, any ties to a company, I have no financial affiliation or ties to Brandless. I'm just a fan. Anyway, to learn more about the show, go to bobbyravelcom forward slash financial grown up podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter. We don't send it out very often. I believe there's just too much email out there, so I try to be careful with it. But when we do send it, we make it meaningful and hopefully you believe it's worth your time and enjoy it. Continue to keep in touch. I am on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, on Instagram at Bobby Rebel 1. You can also DM me there. Feedback, suggestions for the show, all that good stuff. On Facebook, my page is Bobby Rebel, and if you like the show, please take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Tina Sharkey is a total boss. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm going to see little legs blow birthday cakes for a little while imagining it. I can't get the image out of my head. So, thank you Tina Sharkey from Brandless for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grown-ups. Financial Grown-Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.